How's it, everybody? It took all of my strength to just like just go and record something for this week. I was like, should I record one? Should I? Should I? Okay, so fine. So I'm recording one. There's not much to cover, so I foresee this not being a very long podcast. But I did just want to, you know, make sure that I encompass everything that's happening in summer session one because. We're pretty much at the finish line. This week, as I record this, the summer session one ends this Friday. So it's a short week, I'm pretty sure, for both my classes, even though I only technically have one class. But for the class that I'm voluntarily TAing for, everything's due on Friday. So I assume that my real class that I'm doing visual design with is also the same and everything is due on Friday. Whatever that assignment is, that's coming tomorrow. So this past week for the class that I TA for, they had a second paper that was due. And, you know, luckily, I I can't say this enough that with only four students, it's a lot, a lot more manageable to read four papers. What I did notice that is these four students have improved a lot over their first paper. But it also shows that these four students are the type of students that obviously are more like gung-ho about getting their requirements done. They all said they're going to be seniors next year, but, you know, those are like the go-getters, right? Those are the non-procrastinators, whereas the summer session excuse me, the spring semester students, there were a lot where I'm graduating. This is the last of my requirements, you know, and the nerd in me when I was in undergrad was I got all my requirements out like in the first two years. Like, I don't think I needed to do any of these like focus requirements like by my junior year. So um, I could tell that these students in the summer are in a way the same, like, they're getting it done out of the way so they don't have to do it during their senior year. With that said, they're they're mostly like quote unquote better students than than those procrastinating ones. Like their writing is had they been in the spring semester class would have been like top half for sure, maybe top one fourth. And except for one student who seems to be turning in things late, but I think perhaps they have like other things going on during the summertime, you know, otherwise they've been good and their writing is pretty good. So it's actually because of that reading or grading their assignments goes a lot faster and easier because there's a lot less corrections or comments to make on their paper because they're just getting it right. I appreciate that, especially for this summer where I'm just volunteering and TAing and on top of that have an actual class. So to juggle two classes, which I did last summer, you know, but, you know, because this one's like, I don't really need to do it. I'm not doing it for a grade. I'm not even doing it for credit. So I kind of put this on myself. So I just really wanted to make sure that my other class didn't suffer for something that I am like completely volunteering for. Like I'm not getting anything out of it. The only reason why I did it is more experience, you know, teaching and being an instructor specifically for this course and just getting used to how to interact with students, making the call on grading. What's funny is a lot of these students or maybe just a couple, they email me directly without CCing the actual professor. So 
to me, that's like a lot more experience. And I don't see it as any different than when I had to, you know, correspond via email with my students from high school, right? My freshman high school students. So I think these students are just asking more intelligent questions, you know? Usually high schoolers don't have questions at all, except like, can I turn it in late? And so that's what I like about it is that I can see that they're really trying, they're really thinking, and the wheels are turning there, and they're asking really good questions, you know, to be successful in this course. And, you know, because they're emailing me, I would CC the professor when I reply. So hopefully that's a good thing too. But I think just getting that experience of not just the content, since this is my second time around doing it, even though there hasn't been any real changes, but also I still have to refresh myself when like, okay, what are we grading this week? What, what was the, what was the point of the assignment and how am I grading them based on that? You know? So I do have to refresh myself sometimes and I'm pretty sure, you know, if I ever like taught this class or or would teach this class that I would just get used to it more. And so it's been fun in that regard. So I'm not complaining at all. I just want to make that clear. It's just, it still is something that's on my schedule, something that I still have to do and and still have to make it fit with my quote unquote real course that I'll get to later. So this past week is my professor forgot to release the grades for their blog posts that there's checkpoints of their blog posts that they have to turn in. So to make sure that other students have the ability to respond to blogs, that there's blogs available for them to respond because that's also part of their assignment. So there's like usually a halfway point where they have to submit two more blogs. So now there's a list of blogs that other students can choose from from each other to be able to hit their requirement of three responses. So she forgot to release it. And then so released it a little later than usual. But there was one where one of the blogs were incomplete. And I took a screenshot and it's, you know, date and timestamp of when I did, which is much earlier, but they don't see it yet because it's not released. Right. And I'll just kind of say, oh, you know, this this looks incomplete. So I gave that person, you know, X amount of points for that, you know, because if I'm grading on content, there's practically no content. They wrote like an introductory sentence and then that was it. So. She replied on Canvas, like, I don't, I'm confused, you know, I, yes, I did submit it without finishing, but I definitely finished it before the deadline. And I was like, okay, so yeah, it, of course you could publish it, but when you make edits, I don't think the publishing date changes. So, you know, what else can we do? But the fact that that person had come back so immediately and being, I don't want to use the word defensive, but, you know, really kind of sticking up for themselves saying, well, no, I did it and I did it on time. You know, here it is. So I was like, okay, gave them the full points, but I still think it's possible. Uh, but there's no really other way to sort of prove otherwise, except my screenshot. I was like, here it is Monday morning. 10, 11 hours after the deadline and it is incomplete. I don't know what happened there, but the fact that, you know, they didn't just let it go and then said something like emailed and said something, we gave that person the full point. So it's just one of those instances of student inquiry of like, okay, what do you do now? Like if I didn't have my professor in this class, what would I do? Right. Because if I did teach this class, I would have to make the call on that. And I think because these students are grownups, 
that there's far more pushback conversation or pushback or rebuttal to whatever I say than you would see in the high school level, right? And of course, the high school level, one, they wouldn't say anything. And then if it escalated, it would escalate to the parent advocating for their child, uh, understandably, of course. With the collegiate level, they're already adults. So normally, they're advocating for themselves. So for me to have a student come back to say like, hey, no, I did it. And I'll admit I submitted it without finishing, but I'm pretty sure I finished it on time, you know, means something. So um, I'm pretty happy with how that turned out. And we fixed it essentially without the professor's help, but with her approval of because I wasn't going to make that unilateral decision like, OK, I'll give you the full points. I'm like, I wrote that, you know, with the approval of the professor, um, I don't mind changing it to the full points. My professor just went ahead and replied and said that she went ahead and changed it anyway. So obviously making that, you know, an approval. For my second class, what's fun is, okay, so we worked on color last week, but this time we're, we're focusing on typography. So basically fonts and font families and typefaces and what are the difference between the two. And, you know, I worked in publishing once upon a time, like right after college, and I wasn't a graphic designer, but I was exposed to those kinds of things. And then really a lot more when I had to kind of do it myself when I left that job and was doing state work and everything I had to be doing for free. And, you know, you kind of have to do it yourself and make design choices like that. But it was really interesting to learn more, like take a bit of a deep dive more into typography that I never learned because I didn't take any kind of real like graphic design classes and whatnot. And that it's not about the stroke of the letter two, but it's the spaces in between it. And it's actually called something. And I think the thinness and the thickness of the kind of font like mean something. And I, I think I knew that, but again, it was taking more of a deep dive into that. So I thought the readings for this week was super interesting and to really get in the weeds about fonts. But because of that, it, now that you know all of this information, I felt like to start the assignment just took forever in making choices. Same thing like the color, right? Like now that you have all of this knowledge and know all of these choices that you can make, that's practically infinite. It just takes even longer to make a decision of the choices you're going to make of what font to select. So I said that in my video my Loom video that I had to turn in that most of the work for this was browsing the different fonts and picking the quote unquote right one to choose for the assignment. And that is just like takes up so much time to do to first find it and then whittle it down, at least how I did, whittle it down to a short list and then decide from there, like, which one is going to work with what you're trying to go for. And now think about, like, the design as a whole and how is the font going to work with the content and what's the word saying, what are the colors, what are the imagery on the page. You know, all of that thought process took a couple of days, honestly. And I did say that actually putting it on the page was I wouldn't say the easiest part, but was the shortest part for sure, because you've already decided on these fonts. You already decided on how it's going to look like. And now you just kind of put it on the page and and then tweaking it a little from there. But the planning of it, the thinking of 
how it should look, even the design, essentially that's the design process before you even, you know, touch like Figma, the program to actually lay it out, I think took more time than it did to actually lay it down. And for me, I was also hauling some ass because my sister them was coming into town. So if they were coming Thursday morning and I got the assignment on Tuesday, I wanted the assignment to be pretty much 90% done by the time they came, which is a hard task because we had to do low fidelity sketchings by hand, which I was allowed to do through the iPad and then make a, a sketch of the actual poster that you got from the low fidelity sketches. But then you still have to make the Google slide presentation about it showing your low fidelity sketches and your final product and talking about all of that. So it's a very multi-step process for what is seemingly, yes, on the outside looks like one assignment, but the one assignment has three large pieces to it. And to do those three large pieces in essentially two days um, was tough. But I knew that I wanted it 90% done because by the time they come to my house and we're doing like the vacation touristy thing, I'm not going to look at it. So I kind of already decided like I'm going to try to turn it in on Saturday. I have a little bit time Sunday morning before the deadline, but I don't like to push it that close. So luckily, more or less a little bit on each evening, Thursday night, Friday night, I kind of tweaked it and, you know, got it to the finish line. And all I had to do was record Saturday morning which is what I wanted to do before like we go out again to downtown Hilo. And that's what we were doing that day to get the omiyage and everything that you need to bring home. So that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what I wanted to do. And I'm a lot more happier than last week's assignment. I was a little shame about how those designs came out. But this one, I feel a lot better about it and I think it was just a better assignment for me to accomplish the last week's one I don't know I was thinking I think I was all out of sorts mostly with jet lag and um, having to do that workshop but this time around I could devote a lot more time and I think when I get the creative juices flowing I, I'm a little more proud of it and I think last week I did not have any creative juices flowing I think that's why it was hard but this one with the low fidelity sketches, we had to make six word stories. OK, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do for these six word stories. So what came to mind was that to me, if it's a six word story, I think of like song lyrics and I was like, what is the moment right now? Who is the moment? What's going to come to mind? And I thought of like the Taylor Swift. Because, you know, she is in her era. And the thing that came to mind was the song Endgame. And I just wrote six words down that says, I want to be your endgame. Because six words is actually kind of hard. Like, I just kept counting on my fingers. Like, what can I do that's like six words, you know? So I thought that was pretty cool. And the juxtaposition of the different fonts where I had Endgame be like that 8-bit, you know, gamer, arcade kind of game over look while the I want to be your on top of it was like in a script, very love letter kind of thing, hallmark anniversary kind of very romantic, you know, that kind of script writing that usually happens on like a wedding invitation or whatnot. And to have two of them together is super weird. And I feel like they're very competing and two completely different families 
of fonts, but because of the content of it and what it's saying, suddenly it just works. And I thought it was so cool. I didn't end up choosing it for the one to make for the final product, but I was like, I was like really proud of myself about that idea. So I'm glad I was able to share that. And then my other three ideas was for six words, I had to make it a conjunction. But of course I was saying, I've been doing like a friend's Google slide theme throughout the summer. And so I was like, I had to do like a friend's theme. So the next one was smelly cat. What are they feeding you? I had to make a conjunction there to make it to six words. And then the other one was like that kind of play on friends and like Central Perk or, you know, them at the coffee house. I had put the six friends chat over coffee. But the three words chat over coffee are like really big or uh, friends and coffee are really big. You know, those kind of play on words that you would see on posters or, or even greeting cards. And, and so it's like a little bit of a double entendre when you glance at it or when you really read the whole thing. You know, there's like kind of two different sayings going on here. I love those kinds of clever ways of doing that. And that was inspired by one of the examples that was in our readings was there's a festival called Best of Belfast. And when you glance at it, all you see in big letters is best. But in between the E and S, you have LFA. So really it spells Belfast. It's just the way the, the font sizing was done. I thought it was so clever, so genius that that was kind of the vibe that I was going for when kind of creating this. And then the last one was kind of just a, a last one. I wasn't even sure I was going to do it, but it, it was basically a, a play on tea and friends. So I have friends spill the tea over coffee and it was like a cup of tea with the letters spill the tea, like, you know, I'm dripping down as if that was the tea, like that was the liquid, was the letters, and it was spilling it over a cup of coffee, a mug of coffee, and that's where over coffee was. And I thought that was a bit clever too, but I wasn't sure how to do like the spilling of the letters and stuff. So I, and I was just like, I wasn't too like, I think I was like trying too hard to be clever. I feel like it was the last thing that like I did. So I ended up not doing it and I did the smelly cat one instead. So super happy about that. You know, I'm a little more proud about this assignment than how it was the last time. Yeah, that's all. Can't wait to see how the semester ends and I get no break in between. We are going straight into summer two. So I will be sure to have a podcast ready about week one from summer session two in a couple of weeks. Otherwise, I do hope that to have another one next week. But either way, I will see you on the next pod. Take care, everybody.